This is Talking Aerospace Today, a podcast for the aerospace and defense industry, a place that brings the promise of tomorrow's technology to the years of our listeners today. I'm your host, Scott Salzweedle. Welcome to episode one of our new five-part series, Accelerating Productivity Through Digital Transformation. As you might imagine, maximizing productivity throughout the A&D product lifecycle is key to success and significant profits. Today, on our first podcast, we'll be introducing the idea of what is productivity in this age of digital transformation. With increased complexity everywhere, what are the trends hampering productivity? And what can A&D companies do right now to usher in a new era of productivity? I'm pleased to introduce my special guest, Dale Tutt, who is the Vice President of Aerospace and Defense at Siemens Digital Industry Software. Welcome, Dale. Thanks for stopping by. Before we dive in, could you please share with our listeners your background and your role at Siemens? Hello, Scott. Uh, glad to be here today. So my background, I've, I've, I've been involved in product development for about 30 years uh, in the industry in a large number of engineering and program management roles. Uh, prior to joining Siemens, I was the vice president of engineering at the spaceship company. We were working with Virgin Galactic on building spaceships for commercial space tourism. Uh, before that, I spent uh, about 18 years at Cessna Aircraft Company or Textron Aviation now working on a large number of programs. Uh, my biggest program towards the end was working as the chief engineer and program director for the Textron Airlines Scorpion jet, where we developed a uh, all new tactical fighter jet in about two years. So uh, very, very productive there. And and I had roles at General Dynamics Space Systems Division and Bombardier Learjet before that. But uh, here at Siemens, I lead the aerospace and defense industry team. We develop the industry strategy as well as really advocate for the uh, customer solutions for for our product development uh, within the company. And so uh, represent the aerospace and defense industry within the company and help lead the company and work with uh, a lot of our product development and our sales teams all, all around the globe. So thank you for uh, having me today. That's quite a history. I, I understand with that Scorpion program, you actually had a chance to pilot that, that aircraft. Yeah, I had a chance to fly it, got a chance to evaluate it and how it flew, and, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So, you know, to be able to work, lead a design team to design and build an airplane like that and then get to fly it, it's a little bit hard to describe, but it really kind of yeah. closes a circle. <laughs> yeah, it's an experience of a lifetime for yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, so before we get into productivity, it, it makes sense to discuss the trends shaping the industry today. So could you please share with our listeners some of the trends uh, the A&D industry is, is facing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's obviously always a lot of challenges and we're in a period of a lot of innovation and and there's a lot of new programs out there. What we do see is that a lot of companies, they're seeing this pressure to reduce their cost and schedule, whether they're an OEM or a supplier, they are being asked to, to go faster. They need to get to fast market faster than their competitors. And uh, so there's a lot of schedule and cost pressures to make sure that they can, uh, you know, execute their programs effectively. But this is at the same time that, you know, with all this innovation, as they try to get increased performance, that we see increased program complexity and increased levels of integration. So maybe the companies are trying to save weight with their airplanes or just get more performance out of the systems that they have. So they're using more software. And again, this puts pressure on their cost and schedule as well. We're also seeing an increased electrification. So 
whether it's for green aircraft solutions, uh, where they're developing electric propulsion, or you see these electronic vertical takeoff and lift aircraft, these air taxis. Uh, but we also see companies as they try to improve the efficiency of their of their aircraft or try to improve the reliability and maintainability. They're they're just they're switching from mechanical systems like a hydraulic or pneumatic system to an electrical system, and uh, and then finally uh, this globalization of their supply chains and the workforce. You're you're relying more and more on these global partnerships, and your workforces are working remotely. And, and so you have uh, different challenges just working uh, with your own teams and how you collaborate with the team. So, again, these are not mutually exclusive. They, they kind of work together and they increase your overall complexity and, and, and they put pressures on how you uh, perform on your program execution. So a lot of stuff going on. So in a way, these trends are forcing OEMs to innovate and come up with some rather interesting programs. Let's take defense, for example. What are some of the new programs in defense? Well, you know, with defense, uh, there, there's quite a bit of there's quite a bit of new programs going on. You have things like uh, the Boeing, the T-7 trainer and Northrop Grumman has been working on the strike bomber for, I don't know, five or six years now. And they're they're getting ready to fly here in the next uh, year or two. There's new aircraft carriers. There's new submarines. And what's interesting is that defense departments around the globe are really rethinking even just their sustainment models that these products have life cycles of 40 or 50 years. And so not only are they developing new products, but they're trying to find new ways to support those products. And they're moving to model-based enterprises for that. And then finally, you know, just, you know, companies are looking at digital transformation. So with all this innovation going on, they're looking for ways to really dramatically cut costs and schedule. So when you think about some of these new fighter aircraft coming out, like over in the UK, you have the BAE Tempest program. That's going on. And, and they're looking for sixth generation fighter capability for half the price of fifth generation fighters. So it's truly transformational. And, and you've seen some of that success, like with the Boeing uh, T-7 as well. So a lot of new programs going on that are really changing the dynamics of how they're developing these products. Okay, so that's defense. What about in commercial aviation? Yeah, in commercial aviation, I mean, I think it's the name of the game. You you everyone's trying to bring their products to market first. So whether it's uh, uh, EV toll, uh, the air taxis that I mentioned before, there's, I think I read somewhere recently, there's about 200 companies working in EV toll. So everyone wants to be first uh, because obviously first uh, has the best chance to sell a lot of product. But then you have supersonic business jets. You see some next generation airliners that were being discussed uh, towards the end of uh, 2019. And and obviously, as we come out of the current, uh, you know, economic downturns uh, for commercial aircraft, that I think we'll see uh, that some of those programs pick up. And so there's a lot of new products even coming online in commercial world. Yeah, exciting times for sure. But let's not forget space exploration. Uh, there's there's some serious movement in that area as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. You see some of the traditional companies like ULA that are that are continuing to innovate and produce new programs. You saw that you know recently the SpaceX launch where they launched the crew to the space station, which was the first manned launch in the U.S. Uh, in a number of years. But you know, so you see you know a lot of innovation from companies like SpaceX and Rocket Labs, and in and in companies like Virgin Orbit and Virgin Galactic that are developing products for commercial space tourism, but also. Uh, new ways to launch smaller satellites. And so there's a lot of innovation in launchers, but there's also a lot of innovation in satellites. You see a lot of small companies building small small satellites, you know, companies like OneWeb, 
that was developing uh, you know, a new system of satellites for, for uh, communications. And so a lot of activity. Uh, there's a lot of small startups. There's a lot of a lot of some of the big companies are still playing. So it's just it's quite a quite a change. And this used to be an area where it was all government and big companies working on it. Now it's hundreds of small companies, too. So a lot of good stuff going on. We haven't really touched on what these companies need to do in order to survive and even thrive in this age of digital transformation. So how do they gain a competitive advantage? You know, I think the one thing that you think about with all of these programs, whether it's defense or commercial or space, is just the amount of complexity. So with all this innovation and all of these new novel technologies coming online, unmanned systems, autonomy, electrical propulsion is complexity. And and with all this complexity, you need to have a comprehensive digital twin of your product or your production process or how you're going to support it. It's this really rich, robust understanding of how your product operates. And so you've got to have a digital twin so that you can use that twin to model your systems, but but also then to do virtual verification and virtual manufacturing. And, and this enables you to go faster and take risk out of your program. You need these personalized, adaptable solutions with rapid application development. So you don't want to have customizable systems for your you know, product lifecycle management or your design tools, but, but you want to have configurable systems and you want to be able to tailor those quickly and, and really be able to deploy new solutions faster than the next guy. And then finally, you have to have this flexible, open environment to incorporate the latest technology. Many companies have tools that they've used before or they find they have tools that, that they have made them successful. And it's much easier to be in a flexible, open environment where you can incorporate the latest technology as opposed to being forced to use only the tool sets that work in that closed environment. So with these three keys, that twin, these personal uh, adaptable solutions and this flexible and open solutions are really uh, are the three keys to competitive advantage for a company. Yeah, you know, it, it speaks about the digital transformation. It also reminds me of, of this really great quote from Dr. Will Roper of the U.S. Air Force. He's totally into the whole digital transformation. What did, what did he say? He's, he's got a pretty good quote. He's a big advocate of digital, uh, digital transformation for the Air Force. And I think he said something like, uh, going faster is not just a tagline for us. It's dead serious business yeah, about keeping it. the Air Force competitive and dominant. So. Yeah, even the, even the Air Force recognizes that if they're going to outcompete their everyone else, they have to change. Definitely. So speaking of faster, at Siemens, we like to talk about helping our customers get to market faster. I know speed and productivity can really impact program execution excellence. Yeah, it's it, for us, when we talk about all these challenges, at the end of the day, companies still need to be able to execute their programs faster. And so what we see is, you know, with the Siemens Accelerator portfolio, it's all of the services, the software solutions, your applic- your cloud applications, IoT, all the low-code application development, and and it's all of these solutions together, and and these bringing these together it scales to any size of company or program that really enables them to complete their digital transformation. So it's not just for the big companies, and it's not just for little companies. It can it, it can be modified and tailored to match the needs of any company, because quite frankly, a company that's producing electromechanical actuators, they have some of the same requirements to meet as Boeing does. And so they have to be able to use a lot of the same tools. And so our industry solutions really focus on program execution 
and productivity. And, and it's about developing and certifying products faster with less risk. It's accelerating your production ramp up so you can start getting revenues faster, improving your product support and reducing your operational costs for customers. And then finally, it's just, you know, this value to the customers is you get to market faster than the other guys and faster than your competitors with higher performing products. Well, very well said, Dale. I just can't believe it, but we're nearing the end of our first episode, unfortunately. But there are many more episodes to come in the series. So what can our listeners expect in our next episode? It is hard to believe that we're towards the end here, but uh, I think as we go forward, we're going to talk about model-based systems engineering. It's, you know, this is really the core for every new program that's starting today. And it's about orchestrating your technical program and really working more efficiently, more effectively and collaborating better. And then a topic that I like a lot, accelerating your product design uh, using agile product development. It's, it's about all those engineering tools that help you develop new products faster. Improving your program management with our solutions like our integrated program planning execution solutions. And then finally, just accelerating your production ramp up. You know, how do you apply it to intelligent and flexible manufacturing techniques to go faster, to build new products faster and, and really operate in this in an environment where you need more flexibility and be able to uh, do mass customizations. So uh, four topics, four good topics that cover the life cycle of the programs. Yep. I can't wait. It'll be a good series. So for now, thank you for this highly informative discussion. Our very first productivity podcast. I'm already looking forward to our next episode. Excellent. No problem, Scott. And uh, thank you for uh, having me today. Yes. And we'll be talking soon. And of course, I'd like to extend my many thanks to our listeners. I'm glad you tuned in to this podcast. Thank you so much, listeners. So remember, at the top of the show, I mentioned Dale and I will be doing a five-part series on accelerating productivity through digital transformation. So check back here for more information on the next podcast. Also, in the meantime, you can visit us online at Siemens.com slash PLM slash Aerospace Defense. This is Talking Aerospace Today, and I hope you'll join us again for our next podcast. Until then, bye for now. 